out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hello. Good afternoon. It is the 17th day of 100 days of 100 days of Colin. The last 17 days. Not 17 days in, actually. So... They're they're not neck and neck anymore. At one point, we were neck and neck with the uh, the countdown to the midterm elections, but not so much anymore because I took Sundays off. So, anyways, we invited all the people. Welcome to our Halloween show. We are doing a special edition on the ghost of Hillary Clinton's web server, which nobody seems to remember anymore. Nobody remembers the ghost of Hillary Clinton's web server. And uh, probably because the FBI recommended that there be no charges against Hillary Clinton over this private email server, it doesn't mean that it didn't live to haunt Perkins Coie, which is a law firm who was in major, major, major kimchi because of the DNC leaks. And then there was another follow-up leak so let's just go go back in time. Let's go back, back, back in time. So the Democratic National Committee email leak of 2016 was a seemed like a information coup. So 20,000 emails. This is according to Ballotopedia. 20,000 emails between former DNC chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz and DNC officials were leaked to the public via the website WikiLeaks on July 22nd of 2016. The content of the emails indicated, among other things, that the DNC favored Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton and it sought to impede the campaign of Mr. Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders, Clinton's main presidential primary challenger. And this page chronicles the events of the email leak during the 2016 presidential election, which is unfortunate. So that election ended up going to Trump um, because people voted him in, but among other things, they didn't. Not enough people may have voted in favor of Hillary Clinton. So I think that that's the primary reason why Hillary Clinton lost the election. It's usually that the voters didn't vote enough for one candidate versus the other candidate. But then, of course, the, uh, the post-mortem over Hillary Clinton losing that election was, you know, to lay blame at the feet of WikiLeaks, to lay blame at the feet of the DNC, lay blame at the feet of, you know, everybody except Hillary Clinton. And then, of course, Hillary Clinton wrote a book called What Happened, and it was about that time. So that was supposed to be her postmortem on it. But as we, we go back in time, it looks like Perkins Coie might be, might still be dealing with, um, with DNC leak fallout. Okay, let me check the, the news. Okay, so 28 days ago, there was a report that the DNC and the Clinton campaign funded the Trump-Russia 
steal dossier. Okay, this is from Snopes. And it turns out that let's see here. That is this true or false? This was news. Okay. Sweden says investigation in an into Russian pipeline strengthens suspicions of gross sabotage. Has nothing to do with that. Ah, uh, come on. Show me the news. Let's see here. Open Secrets has an entry. Let's have a look. There is. Following the money in politics. So, two Democrats for 2022. In 2020, they raised over a hundred, whoa, $960,000 for the Democrats. Perkins Coie, one law firm. And then in 2022, they raised only 240000 a little over $240,000. Exact number is 301.08K. Huh. Red letter year, I guess. So, they have no identified affiliates. And so, there's nothing there on the DNC leak. There's something here from the Observer. Okay, what tech did Julian Assange use at the Ecuadorian embassy for his DNC email drops? Okay. Okay, and this was of 2019. It says an embassy worker even helped Assange install new data transmission equipment. See here. <laughs> and the negative press is like, ooh, he was a terrible house guest. Julian Assange, terrible house guest at the Ecuadorian Embassy in London. 2012, WikiLeaks co-founder was granted asylum and overstayed his welcome. Ruin, uh, bad press, bad press. What did he use? Okay. Okay, so your first Assange uh, wielded enormous authority in the embassy, which was on par with that of the Ecuadorian ambassador. Was this before... The assault with smearing of feces on the wall, which probably didn't happen. Okay, because nobody had any pictures, remember? And because of that, his demands were met for high-speed internet, computing network, hardware, and phones to keep his WikiLeaks operation active. Dump of information that was crucial, crucial to our election was done directly from the embassy. During the inter interim, Assange was able to frequently meet with Russians. Was able doesn't mean that he did. I can't believe I'm reading you this. I'm going to just stop and back out of that. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a reliable source because it said observer. And I was like, oh, well, that seems like a good good source. Um, so let's just go back to... Let's go back to Tech Republic. We're going to just review the, the general... Lay of land. Hillary Clinton's infamous email server is six things you need to know. What happened? While serving as Secretary of State under President Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton 
used multiple private email servers to communicate regarding government business according to the State Department. Additionally, it was revealed that Clinton had never had a government.gov email address while she was serving in her post. We'll talk about which email address she used in a moment. And her aides did not take any actions to preserve the emails sent through her personal account. This prompted an investigation by the FBI to determine if Clinton intentionally put classified information at risk. Why does it matter? Clinton handed over 30,000 emails to the State Department, of which 110 contained classified information at the time they were either sent or received, according to the FBI's findings. During the investigation, though, Clinton asserted that none of the emails she sent or received were classified at the time. The biggest implication has been that the potential threat to national security. While the contents of the emails have not been fully released, if they had contained sensitive information, it could have possibly fallen into the wrong hands. As noted by the New York Times, Comey said that it was possible that an enemy foreign government had accessed Clinton's personal email account. Mm. The second biggest implication of, is that of transparency. The Federal Records Act requires that all communication in certain branches of government be recorded on government servers, and it forbids the use of a personal email account for government business, unless those emails are then copied and archived. However, there are a lot of technicalities involved, and there is evidence that other government officials had violated the act, which means nothing. You know, if this guy over here violates and Hillary Clinton also violates, you have two violators, not one violator who is better than the other one. As Alex Howard wrote for the Sunlight Foundation, there is also evidence that Clinton tried to control the discoverability of the emails under the FOIA Act, which could set a precedent for limiting public access to government records. What? So it, I, it also, it is also believed that Clinton has deleted 31,000 emails deemed personal in nature before turning the emails over to the State Department. So that's why it matters. When did it start? She was appointed Secretary of State in 2009. Clinton began using the email address hdr22 at clintonmail.com tied to a personal server. Clinton's personal email server was first discovered in 2012 by a House committee investigating the attack on the American consulate in Benghazi. In 2013, hacker Guccifer claimed to have accessed Clinton's personal email account and released emails that were allegedly related to the Benghazi attack. The next year, in the summer of 2015, State Department began asking Clinton for her emails correspondence and she responded by delivering boxes containing more than 30,000 printed emails. In early 2015, the New York Times reported that Clinton had been using her personal email exclusively and had never had a government email address. Hmm. A federal watchdog group issued an 83-page report condemning systemic weaknesses of Clinton's email practices in May. On Tuesday, the FBI concluded 
its investigation and then recommended against any charges. So what tech was used? When Clinton was running for president in 2008, she had a private server installed at her home in Chappaqua, New York. Domains clintonmail.com, wjcoffice.com, and presidentclinton.com, which were registered to a man named Eric Hotem, all pointed to that server. In 2013, a Denver-based IT company called Platte River Networks was hired to manage the server, but it wasn't cleared to work with classified information. The company's executives received death threats for taking on the contract. Wow. It was later discovered that multiple private servers were used for Clinton's email. Multiple. She could add a VPN. Clinton used a BlackBerry phone to communicate during her tenure as Secretary of State, including sending and receiving emails through her private server in New York. State Department expressed concern about the security of the device. Clinton had requested the NSA provide a strengthened BlackBerry, similar to the one used by Obama, but her request was denied. Instead, the NSA requested that Clinton use a secure Windows phone as the Sectera Edge, but she opted to continue using her personal BlackBerry. Aww. Will she be prosecuted? Right now, it's too early to tell. Too soon? This is 2016. So, a recent political analysis of multiple similar cases spanning the past 20 years seemed to point to an indictment being highly unlikely. According to a former FBI official quoted in the analysis, the Justice Department tends to avoid prosecutions in cases that are not clear-cut. Huh. So, it just depends. In this day and age, if you fly a paper airplane over a sanctioned space, you can end up in a U.S. federal dungeon in, for pretrial crime for decades. But based on the type of things that are happening, if you process government documents on your own email server, that's not a clear-cut case, so nobody can really get you. So I'm kind of, uh, you must have like a really good lawyer that's going to advise you on that or advise the government on that because I just don't see, they're manufacturing crime out of thin air to keep people in jail if they don't like them, if they don't like their politics right now. It's kind of a weird, scary time. But I guess that there is just no political will in the case of a political prosecution to put Hillary Clinton in jail. So let's look at this FBI recommends no charges against Hillary Clinton over private email servers. Now, you could test this, you know, just strap on your your MAGA hat, your red MAGA hat, and go fly like 12 Patriot flags in your yard. You know, suddenly get a red truck with 10, you know, Republican bumper stickers, you know, do, do something offensive in public and, you know, and then run, if you are a government employee, run something through a server and see if anybody gets you. <laughs> I guess that's the way to prove it. Um, 
but I, I wouldn't recommend it because they're looking for almost anything right now to get anybody. Okay, so I'll just read this nut graph. FBI Director James Comey, at that time, said at a Tuesday press conference that the investigation turned up a reasonable confidence that there was no intentional misconduct, and that but there there is evidence that she and her staff were extremely careless with highly sensitive classified information. Okay, so when I think about this, there was a raid on, on Donald Trump, and they were looking for highly sensitive classified information. I don't know that there was any conclusion that he actually, there was any, any found, but they raided his stuff. They raided Mar-a-Lago looking for classified information upon the hint of impropriety. So they're just trying to get him. So I guess this is one of those things where basically it's the, uh, they are looking for things to support the crime that they want to indict me with. That's, that's what I'm kind of getting from this scenario. And it's not like the first time this has happened either. So his statement was in response to a long-running investigation by the FBI to, to determine if there was evidence that classified email was improperly stored or transmitted through a private, private email system used by Clinton. Okay, I'm going to flip back to the Democratic National Committee email links, which were linked to this. Okay, uh, there was a leak, and that also used WikiLeaks to, to parse it out. After the leak, um, there was a re resignation uh, of Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and then there was a congressional re-election for her. There was new leadership appointed. Donna Brazil became the new DNC leader. DNC resignations. Amy Dacey, the CEO, highest-ranking official within the DNC, announced her resignation in the wake of that leak. Um, CFO Brad Marshall, Luis Miranda, and the DS DNC's communication director also resigned. According to Politico, Marshall had brought up the issue of Sanders, Bernie Sanders' religion in the emails as a way to weaken Sanders' campaign. Oh, my God. But, you know, I shouldn't be totally shocked. I mean, they dirt bag dirtbaggery goes on all the time in political competitions, so I should just be like, oh, I'm still sort of, like, grossed out by stuff, probably because I'm not as cynical as I want to be, or I should be at this point. I'm like, I can't believe they did that. That's not right. I try not to have as much moral confusion dealing, confronting this stuff, but I think sometimes you can become morally confused if you spend too much time looking at corruption. <laughs> Try to limit your true crime to, like, 30 minutes or less. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can, because I'm, I'm hunting for something. Um, I guess this, this stuff is more scary to the conventional Democratic leadership than anything else that's ever happened. So this is the ghost of Hillary Clinton's web server. These are the ghosts of, of losses past political losses passed and so they're about to get shellacked probably again so but that hasn't quite happened and until it does you know 
This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> okay. So, what can businesses and IT leaders learn from the from the Hillary Clinton web server problem? Is that transparency is critical at all levels of your business. Uh, this isn't to say that the CEO should be broadcasting his or her emails to all employees every week, but steps should be taken to ensure that information can be accessed if need be as part of a digital leak protection program. Security expert John Pieronti said that organizations need to know if users are using a personal email account to conduct business. So keep your business and your personal separate. That's probably the best way. So what do you think? Does anybody want to jump up here and maybe discuss? I'm going to pick on Brady because Brady is usually pretty cool. Come on, Brady. I just jumped in, so I missed a bunch of it, but um, I've been really interested in Nancy Pelosi's husband this week as well. Oh, just everybody Elon, is. The tweet everybody that Elon is. Musk dropped is probably the dankest information we have. <laughs> okay, so apparently um, this guy did not break into his house. He Dang. was already oh, in okay. the house Indeed. at Dank the time it of the incident. It? it was the police who Do broke tell. the glass in the back of the house to get in. Apparently, he called 911, said that uh, he was in a restroom, and his, his friend was over there, but he needed help. It was like a really cryptic phone call. He wasn't like, hey, I'm being attacked by a stranger with a hammer. Come help. Like, I'm here. No, it was nothing like that. It was like cryptic and strange. And so they did like a wellness check to send someone out to see what was going on. And that's when they found the guy attacking him with a hammer. They were both half naked. Nancy was out of town. <laughs> this guy's a known male. San Francisco. Uh, there was a rumor. You fill in the blanks at San Francisco. <laughs> Well, I mean, whatever you want to do, whatever whatever they've got arranged in, you know, in their personal lives, I really, really don't want to yep. know about. But something was happening because the guy got his skull bashed with a hammer as the police were arriving. That's a serious situation. And yeah, that, skull, that's an actual assault. Skull, the assault was witnessed by the police. And Paul Pelosi is in surgery or was in surgery for real so people became suddenly interested yeah yeah i mean that that's very serious and he's he's elder elderly so it's it's pretty serious for him to be take a crack on the noggin that, like that um so what am i getting at people went back and looked at this guy he's this is what kind of bothers me about the whole thing they the the Twitter net, because it's Twitter, right? They immediately conflated that he was a right-wing extremist. They they couldn't get away with it because obviously the guy was a left-wing nut in in the neighborhood with a bunch of other left-wing nuts, and there were there was left-on-left -left crime. There was left-on-left -left disagreements. The guy was flying a BLM, you know, LGBT 
QIA flag, like that one with a weird chevron on it. So he was flapping that, and then, of course, you know, Michael, Michael Schellenberger should just do an, an entire show on this. I hope he does. I'll, I'll just be sitting there eating my popcorn and listening to the whole thing, because he's a San Francisco local, and he had within, like, I don't know, half a day he had, like, at least two articles up on his Substack. This is Michael Schellenberger. Uh, and one of them was an interview with the guy's neighbor. He slept in a van on the property of these other kind of drug, you know, I guess they, they did a lot of drugs, legal, not legal, whatever, that there was quite a bit of drug use. And there was claims that, that the family had history where there was pedophilia attacks on the children. I don't know if it was him, but, you know, it's all speculative. It was him. His daughter came out um, since the attack and mentioned that he raped her and oh her my sister God. and her brother. Yeah. And, that, is, uh, that is awful. His wife, Gypsy Taub, was arrested uh, a few years ago. She's in jail right now for becoming obsessed with a 14-year-old boy and stalking him to the point of eventually trying to kidnap him. This is so dark. Yeah, this is really weird. Has CIA, like, how do you say? It just smells like CIA. It just smells it's like It's not C the CIA. The you FBI. know that the CIA is a foreign agency, I mean, right? FBI. <laughs> FBI is the <laughs> So I, I don't I don't know that the well, FBI just, would, would be doing this either. Any, it would have um, to be some you know that there's a uh, lot parallels of parallels to the Charles Manson murders like going on right here. You have a fucking crazy dude uh, out of Berkeley spending like a, a full-time student at Berkeley, you know, um San Francisco like uh and then you have all this weird pedophilia shit involved like with it as well. Um, these guys are activists, nude activists, so they're making the liberation of human, they're making the liberation of oh, human nudist, sexuality yeah. look like a bad thing now. Um, they're making anyone who sells hemp jewelry look like a bad guy now. They're making any conspiracy theorist look like a potentially violent. Yeah. You know, here, let's just stop. Let me just stop you right there, okay? We got to get out of this nasty habit of making every human flaw that gets elevated in the news cycle a collective an act of collective punishment this is what it's become this is what it's become okay mm -hmm. you get one lone nut nut job who has real bad morality and then anything that is done that looks or resembles yeah, like making you know, the safe jewelry. stuff the stuff that's not crime <laughs> making him making him jewelry yeah. smoking weed Flying, flying right. a flag of your choice in your lawn, whatever it is, uh, you know those things are not crimes, well, but they Clinton will be treated as such. Immediately, that's why Elon Musk responded to Hillary Clinton's tweet. Now, this is with this that is article because will, Hillary Clinton was saying exactly other, because what they you're love collective like, punishment. She was saying something along the lines of uh, conspiracy theorists like these inevitably lead to violence like this. You know, like, and then Elon Musk. I don't. I don't think that that conspiracy theorists are necessarily bad people. I think that that 
that they are people who are intellectually curious about odd things. And that's not a problem for me. It just See, isn't. You've got two kinds of conspiracy theorists. You have highly intellectual thinkers who are able to pierce the veil of manufactured reality. And then you have a whole subset of posers who want to be that guy. And it creates a, a lot, it creates a fucking problem <laughs> for that guy. Um, oh, you're right on time. I'm so glad you're here. Brady, you're actually the best person for this program right now. Um, okay, so if there was one ghost of of Hillary Clinton's web server that, that, that would run amok and spook everybody, what would it look like? What's the dimensions of it? Would it be a WikiLeaks ghost? Would it be a DNC ghost? Would it be, you know, a chained uh, paperweight at, at Perkins Cooey? Like, what would it be? Well, I mean, there there is there has been recent news about uh, the. Let me see here. Perkins Coie was in the news for being. I think they got a deposition. Uh, DNC leaks because they they got attacked by Fancy Bear, and there were Republicans who were also implicated on that. There was a there was a follow up leak. Let me see here. Let me go to the. Oh, this is from the suspected Russian involvement. Uh, this is why we can't get rid of Russia, 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 because Hillary lost the election. So if there is a specter that's live today, it's that there is a Russian under every rock, and if you if you oppose Democratic National Committee governance in America, then you are somehow allied with the Russians. And this is bat shit. That is a conspiracy theory. Okay? Now, if they want to string me up and try to crucify me for calling that a conspiracy theory, because it is just not true. That's not true. They don't have any proof that the majority of Americans who just go out and vote and then go do their life and they don't vote DNC are Russian agents. That is horse shit. So I'll just start there and work my way back because that's that's the largest set of people that they're trying to manage but I think what they really want to do is they want to punish government actors so on July 27th 2016 this is from the Ballotopedia on the Democratic National Committee leak again the ghost uh, July 27th 2016 Donald Trump invited Russia to hack Hillary Clinton's emails. That's where he went wrong. That's why we're dealing with this ghost today. Oh my god. Because everybody does remember that. I remember that. That was stupid. Did you that was know badly that stupid. Hillary, did you know that Hillary Clinton is actually the one who coined the term fake news? Well, I mean, you know, okay. There is fake news, though. <laughs> Yeah, she, there she is being, news that is not asked, true. Being asked, yeah, she was being asked questions about Pizzagate when she responded with, oh, that's fake news, you know. And Donald Trump then picked it up and made the, the term popular, but it was first in response to Pizzagate. When- Pizzagate. 
See, and there's a lot of conflating. Have you noticed that there's a lot of conflating? They, they basically they take again. This is to make it a collective punishment issue. Don't you dare do what they did, kind of thing. And, and it's to control legal behavior, and, or to just intimidate people. <laughs> so, uh, so it says, I will tell you tell you this, Russia. If you're listening, I hope you're able to find the thirty thousand emails that are missing from Hillary Clinton's server. That's what he's implicating there. I think you'll probably be rewarded mightily by our press. He didn't say it was by the government. He said it was by the press. So Clinton's campaign policy advisor, Jake Sullivan, stated, this has to be the first time that a major presidential candidate has actively encouraged a foreign power to conduct espionage against his political opponent, and it was a joke, and but people didn't take it that way. They had no sense of humor about it. I wouldn't have taken it seriously. But of course, the humorlessness and the over-seriousness of Hillary Clinton and the people who lost their careers due to the DNC hacks, etc., uh, none of those people have any kind of humor left. There was Representative Paul Ryan. His office... Uh, issued a statement that Russia is a global menace led by a devious thug. Okay. Putin should stay out of this election. Yeah, I, I totally believe that he should stay out of all of our elections. <laughs> you know, but they're going to be online thumbing their nose at us because that's what happens. Um, some Trump supporters said that the Republican candidates' comments were a joke. I, I as a free-thinking person who can put two and two together in a simple math test, believe that it was a joke. Um, Trump later added via Twitter, if Russia or any other country or person has Hillary Clinton's 33,000 illegally deleted emails, perhaps they should share them with the FBI. It's just a suggestion, I guess. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the bleach-bitted, the claims of bleach-bitted blackberries. You know, nobody doesn't seem to find them. You know, the, Sean Hannity was crowing about it for three years straight on national television and on primetime every night. He would he would throw in at least one line every night that he was on the air about those about those bleach bitted blackberries, so that no one would forget. Don't you dare forget! He's such a good Catholic that way. Don't you forget that they did that. So, anyways. Brady, do you have anything else? Uh, let's try to get out of here in the next six minutes, five, six minutes. <laughs> Something that slipped my mind. Um, let's see. What else was weird? Um, oh, Harvey Weinstein has... Do you have uh, any Alex Jones? Oh, Harvey Weinstein? Oh, Eric Weinstein, I mean. Eric Weinstein has Whitney Webb blocked on Twitter, so he might as well add his name to the list of clients. <laughs> It's not a good. Your mic just father, got father cut. Father of the intellectual dark web. What it's the happened? father of the intellectual dark web, Eric Weinstein. He's involved with Palantir and Peter okay. Thiel, and they help and... create an AI algorithm company that intercepts all of the oh, 911 okay. phone calls in the United States. The program. Um. 
Forget the name of the okay. company. Um, it's like. Uh, Go ahead, continue. Yeah, forget What's the name of the company. What's the name of the but, program? Um, it's created by Peter Thiel and Eric Wein. Eric Weinstein worked for uh, Edge Magazine or Edge Journal. He published something there like, mm-hmm. once a year, something back in the day. And Jeffrey Epstein was like the main financier of the Edge Journal, and they would hold something called the Millionaires mm-hmm. Dinner every year. And then in 1999, they changed it to the Billionaire's Dinner. And this was essentially Jeffrey Epstein's mm-hmm. private uh, Davos, or like Bilderberg form. And a bunch of rich people would go there and um, kind of have secret meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, essentially. And they canceled it back in 2015 after Jeffrey got arrested. Uh, he was the main contributor to the Edge Journal, um, like 600 thousand out of the 800,000 total donations was Jeffrey Epstein. And yeah, so um when that that Jeffrey Epstein was a, a nobody, a middleman. He didn't really understand much. I think he was he was so lying. There's, there's a lot there. more that he knows. And he's letting on to. I'm talking about I'm talking about Eric Weinstein. I'm talking about Eric Weinstein. Eric Weinstein did know he's gone. he's gone. Yeah. Maybe yep. someone should do a mm-hmm. séance. Who is still with? He's he's still with us, Eric Weinstein. So so it's possible that as a as an alive human being, that people could get curious and perhaps interview him. But they would they would have to have a reason to interview him in terms of law enforcement per connection. Maybe they are. Maybe that's why it's news because they're like, hey. You know, there's a rock you guys didn't turn over. Come on, Nancy Grace, true crime. Why don't you go get it? Come on. Do some real hunting. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, yeah, it doesn't take much to look this stuff up. It's really weird. Come on. Whitney Webb is I'm not even paid to do this. I could do this. Yeah. Come on. Whitney Webb's work. I'm actually, I, I pull a lot of this information from Whitney Webb's work almost entirely. But, um... Yeah, she's brilliant. Really? Oh yeah. Are you familiar with her yet? Okay, does she does she have a show on Colin? No, she needs one though. Oh my god. Like um Yeah, she she probably would do well. Yeah. Anything true crime is is usually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, are you familiar with her yet? Um, are you familiar with her work? No, no, I'm not. This is first hearing. Trust me. First hearing. Ooh, you got um, to check but her I'm out. I'm she such a weirdo in all... that I'm Yeah, she just book called One Nation Under Blackmail, and it is so fucking good. I'm about to buy it and read it to you guys. But that's... One Nation Under Blackmail. Yeah, it's all about the Jeffrey... That is that is right on time. Yeah, it's perfect. It is perfect. I'm telling you. She she killed it. But um, I gotta get ready for my show tonight. I gotta pack up, and I'm hosting a Halloween party downtown, so... Cool catching your show. Where, which city is this in? San Antonio. Oh, okay. So this is SA. Yep. So we're still here in Austin. Uh, we we had a, a, I guess we're fairly uneventful. We've got our pumpkin outside that we decorated. You know, it's going to be the first Halloween in this house where we're, you know, passing out candy. You're the old people to now. Children in You're the, the neighborhood. Old now. Oh God, it's true. <laughs> what happened? You know, we're the burby old people that have no kids. And um, what else? 
we didn't have any trick-or-treaters that are, you know, I lived in a building for like 10 years and there was like zero trick-or-treaters every year. It was the weirdest thing Well, ever. the supermarket called me today and to gave like me a bunch not of have any- composts. That really feels like trick-or-treating to me. Gross. It's like trick-or-treating from my garden. I wish rabbits. I hadn't heard that, Brady. Yeah. Say what? Oh, okay. Well, they'll, they'll be happy. Oh, yeah. Mulch it up, bro. <laughs> All right. 40 minutes in. Thank you guys for joining us on the Halloween edition of the Ghost of Hillary Clinton's web server. You know, uh, let's see Let's see how it's going to happen tomorrow. I'll probably go back to reading more of Julian Assange's uh, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt of Belmarsh Prison. But thank you for joining us anyway. Have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.